Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Define Normal podcast. I just wanted to first of all say thank you so much for the feedback that I got from last week's episode, which has been absolutely amazing. That was all about myself and to tell you what it is I actually do as a coach. More so importantly now is going forward is how I'm going to help you. And as I said last week, my job is to help you make health and fitness a way of life, is to actually now give you the full understanding to give you the, your own self-control so that you can implement, take action and get the results you ultimately want. Not only now, but also for the rest of your life. We want to keep the results that you're going to achieve. So over the next six episodes, I'm going to break this down into actual parts. So to me, health is made up as six pillars and I'm going to go over each six episodes of the main pillars of what make up overall health. And when I say health, I mean both physically and mentally. And I would say these are in no particular order. I think these are a combination that are together that make overall health. But if your goal is as of now is fat loss, the first thing I'm going to talk about as today is is nutrition. And that is that is the most important in regards to fat loss is your goal. But as I said, in no particular order, if you can get all of these six down, then you will be set up for the rest of your life in regards to how happy you are in your body, but also your overall health. So the six categories are, we have, like I said, nutrition, we have activity, then we've got training and exercise, mindset, sleep, and lifestyle. They are the six that make up overall health. And as I said, I will break them down in each of the next six episodes. So today we're going to talk about all about nutrition and understanding to, like I said, a lot of people think this is a minefield. And the truth be told is, it's not as hard as you think. It's more so we listen to people or we read articles or again, go or going on the internet. And there's just a conflict of interest all the time. So we never actually know, we never have gained the knowledge and have the actual full understanding, is what I'm doing correct? Or you might be, like I said, you think you're doing the right thing, but you're actually not. So I'm here to actually give you the facts and actually tell you what the most important thing is. So as I said, if your goal is fat loss, we first of all need to understand is, is how many calories we're consuming. If we want to lose fat, we need to be in something that's called the calorie deficit. I know it's talked of a lot, but a lot of people sort of just say, it is about consuming less calories than you're burning off. It is about energy in, energy out. That is what dictates a calorie deficit. But of course, we then need to go more in depth in that. If I just tell you that, does that mean that you're gonna be able to like know what to do? No, not necessarily. So first of all, before I actually go into the importance of the reason why these are so important, we need to understand, our, like I said, calories. Because if we do not know our calories, as in regards to going in, not necessarily going out, but how much we're consuming, we are pretty much blindfolded when it comes to us trying to lose fat. This is why I encourage all my all my clients and anyone that I, like I said, would potentially look to work with or talk to yourselves now, we need to monitor the amount of calories you're consuming. And I hear sort of people say like things like, well, I can get addicted or they think of it some sort of trend. Oh, you're a calorie uh, you're a calorie counter. No, it's not. We, we track calories in order to give us the chance in time to actually become what we call an intuitive eater, to actually have the freedom of actually eating whatever we want over, uh, like I said, when I say whatever we want, in, in moderation, we have self-control because probably now if you're an intuitive eater and you're not monitoring your calories, you're consuming too much, for example, or you don't just don't know how much you're consuming. If I asked you today, how, what how much have you consumed, you wouldn't, if, unless you're tracking them, you wouldn't have a clue. So we need to have that full understanding, whereas obviously people go about either following some sort of said diet or a meal plan, which is not 
again, not giving you the knowledge in regards to calories. You're just basically following a plan, which when you finish that plan, what are you going to do then? You're, you're stuck. You're going to then revert back to your old uh, old ways, which was over-consuming calories. And then you're in that vicious shit cycle then of not being able to get off that diet bandwagon. Or you're just trying to eat healthy, generally healthy. But again, you've got no emphasis on actually idea of how many calories you're having. Someone might say to me that I'm eating nuts for a snack because it's really healthy. And I ask them how many they're having. They're having a bag. That's too many calories. So the most important thing is, like I said, is calories. Calories are king. And you can't argue that. It's an absolute fact. It's science. If you are not losing fat, and that's what your goal is right now, you're not consuming less calories than you're burning off. So you need to find a way, how can I actually get the best understanding of my calories? And that is by using tools like MyFitnessPal. If we can use things like MyFitnessPal, three reasons why by using MyFitnessPal will help you. First of all, of course, it gives you a better understanding of nutrition because we are not taught this at the end of the day. So we want to learn more about what we're putting in our mouths. Which, of course, if you try and like not be accountable to it and you just, the classic is, don't tell me the calories on this, what I used to be like, because you don't want to know, basically, you're not going to be accountable and in, in the long term, you're never going to get what you want. Whereas if you be accountable for something, as, I, as I'm going to talk about more, there's no good or bad foods, you can then have a better relationship with, with food as well in itself. But getting a better understanding of nutrition is so important. Then also as well, it holds you accountable. If you, something that you would normally have and then you put it into my fitness pal and you go, oh my God, that's actually got a lot of calories that's going to hold you more accountable and you're probably going to make a better choice. When people have started to put the calories on in restaurants and people have kicked off a fuss or anything about it, it's because you just don't want to see it and you basically don't want to be held accountable, which I think is wrong. Whereas actually we should be held accountable. We can still have these said things, but we need to have an idea of the calories we're consuming. And then actually, of course, just the, the main factor is that we, we have an understanding of how many calories we're having. Because like I said, if we don't, we're blindfolded. And we're going to, we're going to, I tell you what, from an experience of obviously helping hundreds and thousands of people, the people that don't try and go about it, and God forbid, argue with me that I don't want to track calories. I basically don't want, I don't work with them people because, like I said, they probably just don't want to be held accountable unless they have. It's very, very rare that someone will have an actually like an addicted personality where they actually would get addicted to it, which is very rare. So it's more to say that you just need to know how many calories you're having and they're the people that get the best results, I promise. So that's the importance in regards to calories. So when we go from there, how we set that up, what we can do is how do we work out our calories? Our calories are worked out from something that's called our BMR, which is our basic, forgive me, basic metabolic rate, which is your age, your weight, and your height. And then your activity comes on top of that, which then gives you what you call your TDEE, total daily energy expenditure. It's not necessarily something that you really, really need to know all this. Basically, what you can do is you can just go onto Google, type in calorie calculator, the first, first link that comes up at the top, which is caloriecalculator.net, just click on that, bash in all your details, your age, your weight, your height, and activity levels, and just be honest, and it comes up with four categories. It's got maintenance, then it's got slight weight loss, weight loss, extreme weight loss. Go for weight loss. Do not go for any of the others. Of course, you're not going to look to maintain. Slow weight loss. Again, it, it necessarily, if you want to do that, if you, again, you want to just sort of like give it a little bit longer period of time. I feel you should just go for weight loss because that's normally around about a minus 500 calorie from maintenance calories, which means times seven over the week, 500 calories is 3,500, which gives you a one pound loss. But the thing is, you might think one pound loss is not very good. It's slow. It's actually not slow. It's actual normal progress to lose one to two pound every week. 
But the thing is, with people like I said, Slim and World, Weight Watchers, all that sort of thing, to call them sort of out, they've, they've maybe brainwashed into thinking that's not good progress, as I said. You'll, you'll go for extreme weight loss, but as you found out, when you try and go for extreme weight loss and you're looking to try and lose a couple of, uh, maybe a kilo a week, a couple of pounds, three, four, five pounds, if you try, you, you'll never be able to stick that out for weeks on end until the point where you get to your goal. Some of you have aspirations to lose a lot of weight, a lot of body fat. I don't like to have a weight loss goal. I also want people to get to a point where they're happy in their body and they're happier in how they feel. Instead of thinking, I have to lose this amount, I have to lose this amount. Me getting to 10 stone, 5 will make me happy when you know it doesn't make you happy. Because when you get there, you're still not happy in your body. It's about looking in the mirror, okay? So, but we still need to obviously understand monitoring progress. We need to have an expectation to understand that if we go any more than less than 500 calorie deficit, life's going to get shit and very fast and it's going to get hard and you're not going to be able to stick to it. I'm sorry to, if this is I'm, a, I'm the bearer of bad news. This is this takes time. This is no quick fix. And also, the whole time we're doing this, we need to know that we're changing your habits and your lifestyle. But if you start monitoring your calories and be consistent with monitoring your calories, and I'm talking about over the whole week, and don't be a nine-to-five, uh, I call them nine-to-five dieter, it's just literally track your calories Monday to Friday and then not on the Saturday. Obviously, the weekend is party time and you don't track your calories because you don't want to be accountable for it. And then you start again Monday. Again, where has that got you so far? So that's why calories are so important. And please don't use the calories that they give you on MyFitnessPal because they're, they're, they're too... Because what you'll do is when you go into MyFitnessPal, if you've not got obviously not listened to something like this or you, what you've done it before... You'll just put in the quickest form of weight loss and it'll give you a very low calorie intake and then you wonder why you can't stick to it. And God forbid that you then think that's your fault. It's not. It's because your calories are too low and you just can't stick to it. That's not your fault. Whereas, like I said, that 500 calorie deficit is more than enough for you to be able to be realistic and stick to, to going forward. So calories are the king, as I said. They're the most important thing. And we think of it more over the day, not over the day, but over the week, which then means you can be flexible with your calories. You can bank said calories for the weekend if you're going to be going out with loved ones, going out for a night out, whatever it is. We can then be flexible with that. And that's okay. So we're never going to get it exact either. Calories, again, is we're just trying to get a guesstimate. God forbid you might think, oh, I've gone over by five calories or something like that. You give yourself, if, it, if you, your reading comes out, say, for example, God forbid, 1,462 for a calorie deficit, I would go between 14 and 1,500. And again, that's times seven over the week. That's going to then give you your calorie target for the whole week. And you can be as flexible as you want with that. Within calories, to go in depth for the fact that how you go about eating the foods that you eat, how many meals you have, all these certain things. These are myths. You can be as flexible as you want. Breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. You can eat late in the evening. It's okay. You've just got to know that your calories are on point. And that, that is the most important key element to anything. Don't overthink something or try and, like I said, don't miss out the basics with what I'm teaching you here. So calories are the one. After that, the next thing that we want to focus on is our macronutrients, which is our protein, carbs, and fats. But the only macronutrient we really need to focus on is protein. That is the only thing that we need to focus on. The reason for that is protein is our building blocks for is our yeah is our building blocks for building muscle and also retaining it. All of us have got the aspirations to have a body that we're really happy in, as in having shape. Whether it's females, they want to have nice glutes, legs, arms, back. Guys are the same. There's no reason why they shouldn't have the same aspirations. Maybe girls, maybe more, like I said, glute orientated, whereas guys, maybe more chest. But we should want to have a nice shape, a nice balance everywhere. No one, what I'm saying is, no one has the aspirations have come to me and said, I want to be skinny fat. Apart from back in the day, if ladies just say, I want to be skinny, 
I know they actually mean they want to be lean, but they just say the word skinny because it's been thrown around. So we need to emphasize them on protein, but also, of course, protein, what it does for us when we're dieting, it's amazing. It curbs our hunger because it's harder for the body to digest. And also, because it's harder to digest, our body's working harder to digest it, which means it's burning more calories at rest. So there's so many pros to it. It's good for your, it's good for obviously the building, but also maintenance of your bones, your ligaments, your muscles, your tendons, your teeth, your hair, your nails. It's amazing when you have a high protein, high fiber diet. I promise as well. Also, your hunger levels will be a lot more curbed. You'll feel a lot more level. Whereas having low, like low quality carbohydrates throughout the day, that's why you're having that up and down of crashes. And also, obviously, talking about caffeine as well. You're just trying to get quick fixes of energy, which will then crash. It's like having a come down of drugs. Not like I know, I've never had bloody drugs before, right? Ex-RAF and all that, got drug tested. So you're getting up and down, whereas actually if you had more of a level out of high fiber, high volume, high protein meals, you're going to feel so much more in control and high levels of energy throughout the day. Comes to carbohydrates, very much demonized. Everyone hates on carbohydrates. And actually, there's nothing wrong with carbohydrates. It's just through the fact that it's been eaten too much of because it's easily palatable and we're eating too much of it. But if you actually monitor it, it's absolutely fine. We should have at least 20% of fats in our diet because it's for hormone balance in our immune system. Apart from that, carbs and fats can make up the rest of the calories. As long as your calories are on point and you're getting close to your protein target, which is around about 30% of your calorie intake. So if you were to put your macro split into my fitness pal, I would go protein 25 to 30. I would then go fats fats 20 to 25 carbs 45 to 50 again and that's how you ever you want to do it really so if you could again be consistent that and just monitor your calories and your protein you're absolutely laughing and the rest of the calories are made up with carbs and fats within obviously that then obviously you want to focus majority on whole nutritional dense foods 70 to 80 percent of your diet and then 20 to 30 whatever the hell you want there's no good or bad foods here everyone right everyone demonizing food putting it up on a pedestal it's crazy because then obviously when you take it away from yourself, say Mars bar, whatever it is, mine's ice cream. If you take that away from me when I used to diet, that's what I used to do, I'd just be thinking about it all the time. And in the end, of course, I would go back to it. It's like the classic is don't press the red button. You're going to press it at some point. You're just going to be constantly thinking about it. If I say, like I said, don't, don't have this, you're going to want to have it in the end. Whereas actually we just think I can have it in moderation. I can have ice cream every single day within my calorie target. I feel obviously not restricted. I feel good for it. It's something to look forward to every single day, but I don't overkill it. I don't have too much of it because I understand it's got too many calories. And also it's most importantly to eat whole nutritional dense foods and in moderation have what I want. Instead of feeling restricted and then start saying silly things like, I'm going to treat myself because I've been really good this week. Like you're not a dog. You don't need to treat. You don't label foods in a certain way. You've got more nutritional dense foods. Let's say an apple and a Mars bar. If they're both 100 calories, the apple's got more nutrition in it. The Mars bar hasn't, but they've still got the same amount of calories. So you still lose fat on both of them, okay, if the calories are the same. Remember that, okay, it's important. So after macronutrients, you've just got your general like micronutrition, which is your micronutrients. Just making sure you're eating enough fruit and veg, just looking after, like I said, looking after, obviously fiber comes underneath that as well, looking after your digestive system. So having at least 30, 30 grams of fiber every single day, at least. And just eating, like I said, a couple of, I would say, two to three versions of um, examples of veg and fruit a day, that's going to look after your digestive system as well. As well. If you're not going to the bathroom, for example, every day, generally, that means that like, your digestive is on point and you're bloated a lot. 
you're either over-consuming or you're not consuming the right foods. You need to obviously be careful of knowing that you're eating good nutritional dense food, not just low-quality processed shite all the time. You're eating good food and then in moderation, however you want. And then what comes after that is, like I said, is don't have to worry about things like meal timings. It's about curbing hunger. Focus more on bigger meals and don't be, uh, don't be scared of having bigger meals. What people do is they try and cheat dieting and have little meals, but then focus more on, uh, on sn- like salads and bloody hell fucking hate cup of soups people like to talk about that oh my god shoot me in the head if you like you know have a cup of soup for like dieting jesus christ whereas then no wonder they're starving because they're hardly having any calories in each meal that's when they'll go to snacking whereas you don't actually have to you can snack if you want but really the only reason you're snacking is because you're hungry whereas if you have bigger nutritional dense high protein high fiber meals you're going to curb your hunger all the way throughout the day and only need maybe a snack late in the evening because you want it like mine's ice cream I don't snack in the day because I have big meals which will curb my hunger until the next meal, which is normally about three to five hours. So plan your day like that instead of obviously doing the classic, oh, I'm going to try and like have lesser meals and eat really healthy or I'm just going to work through my meals and then next thing you know is you're putting your hand in the biscuits in every five minutes and then you're adamant, you tell yourself you haven't had much to eat, but actually calories-wise you've had loads. Okay, then it comes supplements as well and I would always just recommend just general multivitamin and um, cod liver oil, we can have that in liquid or tablet form, and then protein powder would highly, highly recommend. Protein powder is fantastic for convenience, it's low calories, it's, uh, it's uh, like I said, allows you to get in your protein target because it's hard to get it in, especially at first with just natural food. Don't think you've got to have to be a bodybuilder to have protein powder, it's just a powder form of protein, it's absolutely fine. Go to something like My Protein, get, like, get a pack of that, and you'll be absolutely laughing because, like I said, you... It's a perfect, that's a, if you're going to need a snack or you're not a breakfast person, have a protein shake in the morning, that's absolutely perfect. It will curb hunger until the actual, your first meal, but also allow you to get your protein target in. But to be honest with you, apart from that, like the main, I mean, that's like coming up to 18 minutes now. That's the main basis of regards to nutrition. And if you can nail all that as in, in that order, that is the order it needs to be. Don't overcomplicate things. It's as simple as that. You can be so flexible in regards to not only obviously your calories are on point over the week, over the month, going forward for however long until you lose the fat. If you don't worry, if you're hitting your targets and you're hitting your calories and you know you are and you've been accountable, you will get results. And obviously, of course, next week I'll talk to you about activity, adding into that. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people, all they do is seem to exercise, but not focus on the nutrition because they think it's complicated or the fact they think it's hard. When I'm telling you it's not. You can eat whatever you want. You can make it so enjoyable, your diet. I've just said to you, there's no, everything's on the table. You can create whatever recipe that you want. God, if you need some recipes, I can give you some. You can just bash it into God, any website to get a recipe and understand that it's the calories in that recipe is the key. So you can have whatever you want, but as long as your calories are on point. And then after that is obviously focus on protein, high fiber, and then obviously be flexible in and around that curbing your hunger. That is it, everyone, I promise you. If you do that and be consistent in that and establish that, until the point where you've lost the fat that you want, all you'll then do is is introduce another 500 calories to your diet and then you live at maintenance. And that's it. You don't change the way you live your life. You don't change the way you eat. Like January joiners to have a complete overall new way of living. You don't. You just reduce a little bit of your meal. You add a little bit to it. If I'm dieting, I have a bacon and egg wrap in the morning, I won't have normal bacon, I'll have bacon medallions which takes it down by about 200, I'll have three eggs, I'll then go to two and an egg white, and then I might even change it from, like maybe have a bagel into a thin bagel. I've knocked off about 400 calories there without actually changing the actual food, does that make sense? So 
Hopefully that gives you a massive idea in regards to what you need to do in regards to nutrition and hopefully that's really helped broaden your knowledge and I'd love to know your feedback on that. And as I said, from next week I'll be giving you part two of the, the six pillars of health in regards to activity and giving it, just basically laying it down again, knocking away the myths of understanding what is the right amount of activity to do for you and the reasons why. So again, thank you so much for listening to episode two. I'd love to know your feedback and if again you could share this to any friends and family that you know that are massively benefit from this, I'd really, really appreciate it. But again, thank you again for listening in and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.